0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, church family, for um, being a radiant church that takes the gospel literally uh, to the ends of the earth. Uh, This past week, I was reminded of uh, what Jerry Rankin, who used to be the president of our International Mission Board, he said one time in jest, he said in joking, he said, You know, Jesus told us to take the gospel uh, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And he said, I have not been to the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, but I have been on the edge of it. I could see it uh, from where I was standing. And that's exactly how I felt this past week for my seventh time uh, to the great country there that is uh, exhibited in the um, in the video. Seven times God has allowed me to go to that part of the world. Five of those times have been on behalf of our church as we have adopted uh, a, a people group, a people that were in darkness, had no exposure to the gospel. And uh, a commitment that we made four years ago Uh, to take the Gospel to them and to hopefully, by God's grace, lead them to Christ, baptize them and to see them come together in cell groups, and homes, eventually in churches. And so we are in that process, and I'm just so grateful uh, to God for — it really is is a miracle. I, I don't know what great things God has allowed you to be a part of, but I would say unequivocally the greatest thing that God has allowed me to ever be a part of is what you just witnessed on the, on the screen there. And the only way I could have done that and represent us is because this church uh, is a great commission church, a very mission-minded church. So thank you, Brother Mike, for giving great leadership to that, and thank you for uh, going with me this past few days, and also Ken Farmer, our chairman of the Deacons. So anyhow, I am holding on up here to this pulpit. I don't know what it is, but I have… well, I do know what it is. I just can't tell you publicly what has stricken me. I have this, uh, this ailment. A lot of times when I go overseas and it, and it hits me, and so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm here. <laughs> what did you say, Caroline, a minute ago? We're upright. So that's, that's, that's a good thing. We're standing upright. So, so today, church, I, I want to do something a little bit different before I begin a new series of messages that I'll start next week. I want to take a moment And I'm going to ask us 10 questions and give 10 answers to questions that I'm often asked as a pastor here at Great Hills. So I'm going to ask these questions of myself, and then I'm going to give some answers for us just to kind of bring us up to date, sort of where we are as a church, where we're going, where we've been. And and this is a a very different kind of message or or sermon, if you will, and yet I hope that it's beneficial to you because uh, I get these questions asked to me a lot, and I thought, well. Maybe I'll just take the whole preaching time and go through these questions, and hopefully it will encourage you, it will, it will bless you. And the title of the message is, God uh, is, it says one, it should be say, God is on the move. Could y'all scratch out one of those E's for me there, church? Uh, God is one, yes, that's true, but uh, God is on, on the move. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to sit down. I may sit down here for a minute. <laughs> Whew. Your breath. It's Tuesday morning. I'm flying over the Atlantic Ocean at 36,000 feet in the air. God has blessed my seventh trip to India, my fifth one, working directly with our unengaged, unreached people group. It's probably the most challenging and exciting ministry I have been a part of in Great Hills is making a difference for Christ in a part of the world with little to no exposure to the gospel. Those are the words I wrote as we were flying back on on Tuesday. And I felt very much led of the Lord to share this update, this message with you. I'm, I'm very excited about beginning this study in Genesis, but I felt a piece of the Lord to delay it one more week so that I could share this message with you out of Proverbs 29, 18. It's a familiar passage of Scripture, and I want to read it to you. Some of you, like me, have committed it to memory. It's a powerful verse where it says, where there is no revelation, uh, the people cast off restraint. Or the King James Version says, where there is no vision, uh, the people perish. But happy is he that keeps the law, happy is he. Where there is no prophetic word from God, the people get restless. That's kind of my translation of Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, where there is no word from God. When there is no word emanating out of this sacred desk or this pulpit, then the people get somewhat restless and they begin to question, well, what is going on? What is happening? And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted just to stop and hit the pause button and share with you some of these things that, that God has has been burdening me with and putting on my heart. Um, I've shared this before, but let me, let me say it again and again. Our desire at Great Hills is to be a radiant church that worships God with passion, teaches the Word of God, making disciples, and then takes the Gospel, takes the Word of God to our neighbors in Austin, and then eventually uh, to the nations of this world. And Jesus said, I give you this great commandment, this commission, go and make disciples of all the nations, and baptize them in the name of our triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And teach them to observe all the things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end uh, of the age. We want to do that at Great Hills by praying, by caring, by sharing, and by celebrating the good things that, that God is doing. You know, as a pastor, I There's so many good things that are happening in our church and we talk about this a lot in our staff meetings that if only our people knew some of the things that we know, if if you could only witness and see some of the things that we're witnessing and experiencing, you would just be absolutely elated, a sense of euphoria. And so we want to do a better job of celebrating and really part of me sharing what I'm sharing with you today is just to pause for a moment and say, Great Hills, look at some of the things that God is enabling us to do as a church, one body of Christ here at 10,500 Jollyville, and so it is, it is awesome what we're seeing God do. In fact, we got a letter uh, this past week, and I want to read, read some of it to you. It's from Spirit 105.9. How many of y'all listen to Spirit? Anybody listen to that? I enjoy it. It's a, it's a great radio station, and um, And and they sent out a representative to our church a couple of weeks ago to help us in our big Easter extravaganza, egg drop, all that fun stuff. How many of you are here for that experience? Wasn't that something? Praise the Lord for that. Never seen so many eggs. Do you know we ran out of eggs? Isn't that amazing? 20,000 eggs, it wasn't enough. And so, uh, a thousand breakfast tacos wasn't enough, so maybe next year we'll do 50. I I don't know how many we'll do. Your event really moved me Sunday so letter from the radio station I've never been to any event that had so much diversity you really had a group of people that I think normally would not mix and so many of the families were three generations mom and dad and child and grandparent let me just stop there when I read that I started crying cuz one of the things you guys know that I'm very passionate about as your pastor now for almost 6 years is that Great Hills Baptist Church would be an anomaly in ecclesiology in America today. The anomaly hinges on the fact that we are multi-generational, meaning that the old worship with the young, and the young worship with the old. And that really is miraculous… Yes, it has cost me, it's cost me dearly, uh, Shakespearean pound of flesh as your pastor. It has cost me to have that vision and to implement that vision because I do just enough to make everybody mad. It's wonderful. I mean, you just, you don't do enough of this and you don't do enough of that, but my, my vision is for the church to come together and the grandma and grandpa can worship in the same room which is really odd today in Christendom in America, because we put all the youth in in one service and put all of us older folks in another service, but God's given me this great desire to see us come together. Well, anyhow, this lady, Sue, she says, I see this, and it's such a strange thing, and it's wonderful. She says, truly, it was a family event, and I could not get over the fact that people from Asia were there that day. You had Indian families. You had Hispanic and African American. Then I stopped and cried again. Because that's what I desire for us is to be a multi-ethnic, diverse church. Somebody told me, you know, at, at Great Hills, we, somebody said, you know, we had like 200 Indian people in church on Easter, and I almost did a bapticoastal jig, I almost started dancing, saying, that's right, praise the Lord, if you noticed in the, in the film, the video, We're we're baptizing a lot of people of that people group, and as a result, as only God could do it, He keeps sending us more and more Indian families in our church. And I I can only attribute that to God's good favor and His hand of blessing upon us. So anyhow, let me me finish reading. Y'all keep interrupting me. Let let me finish reading this. (laughs) Having come here from Florida, where there is much more color… It was great to see more than just white folks in attendance for once, exclamation point, exclamation point. I trust God was able to get into the hearts of many new believers at your worship service too. Praise Jesus. And might I add, parenthetically, He did. (laughs) He got into the hearts. A lot of people got saved, got converted two weeks ago. So it's worth all the eggs, worth all the tacos. We had seven people pray to receive Christ. As for next year, she says… As for, as for next year, I've already asked to have a meeting with my general manager to share with him how important I think it is for us, Spirit 105.9, to be there again next year. And to not have it to be just little old me, I want support from the station to make our involvement even bigger, end of quote, which I read and I started laughing because I guess that means we're going to have to do it all again next year. Uh, so, okay, we're, we're committed. We, we, we will do it. So I just wanted to take some time and just share with you to celebrate with you, church, some of the things uh, that that God is doing. And so here are the questions. Here's ten questions and ten answers. And the question number one was, how was your trip in South Asia? Well, in a word, it was amazing. Uh, This is the fifth time that I've been able to go. and, And each time I go, we get a little bit closer to seeing a church planning movement just erupt out of this UUPG. There's coming a day that we can no longer call it a UUPG, an unengaged, unreached people group. Praise God one day it will be a fully engaged and reached uh, a people group. Four years ago, uh, our missions pastor at the time, Brother Mike Miracle, and um, Fred Erickson, our missions committee chairperson, they went to in, in that country and, um, excuse me, they went to that country overseas there with 1.23 billion people, and we were a part of a six. We're, there were six churches there to study how can we in America adopt one of these unreached people groups and engage them with the gospel. In Great Hills, there were six churches there. Only one church is still doing it, and that's us. Only one out of the six is still staying with the process. And I know why, because it's hard. It's arduous. It's the most difficult thing I've ever done in, in my life. I mean, it, it is a challenge. It takes lots of money. It takes lots of resources. It's, it takes a, a church that is willing to part with their pastor and say, no, we, we empower you. We want you to go and do that, and we're the one of the — we are the one. 300 million gods and goddesses and idols worship. Um, we were there last uh, Sunday, and, uh, man, yeah, hold on just a second. Hey, man. I really do need to sit down. Sit down or I'm going to fall down. Amen. Just lift it high, Brother Danny. Lift it high. There you go. There you go. Y'all just bear with me. I'm, I'm struggling. I got something going on. Can y'all listen to a message me sitting down? You're okay with that? Okay, good. Thank you, Lord. Y'all let me cross my legs? Thank you. I appreciate it. So we, last Sunday, we were um, in a service it was jam-packed there was no air conditioning. there was not even a fan and people were peering in through the windows can you picture that in your mind's eye for just a minute people peering in in the windows looking sweat profuse I mean I'm just pouring sweat and I'm standing up preaching and, and they didn't say it but I could feel Mike and Ken saying pastor please don't preach long whatever you do Do not give a long message, and I didn't. I only preached for about 60 minutes, 70, something like that. I'm just kidding. It was was about 20 minutes. And it was, you know, guys, it's just a dream come true, and that was our vision, to be able to see things like that happen. So to answer your question, how was the South Asia trip? It was absolutely amazing. Number two, how's our missions ministry going at Great Hills? Uh, As you all know, Brother Mike uh, resigned as our missions pastor. Uh, he, he felt like that's what God wanted him to do, and he did, and and now he's, he's going. He's about to go here in a few months, and him and Claudia are going to be gone, I think, for a whole month in Europe. But our missions ministry is very strong. We, we're not going to hire a missions pastor, at least not anytime soon. Uh, we have a great missions team led by uh, Becky Dean. Becky, where art thou? I saw you. Becky's standing, sitting over there, and... Um, in fact, why don't, why don't, you stand, and Jana, I see you, why don't you stand? And uh, Tom Oganlay, if you're here, why don't you stand? And Vailu Catterville, I want to ask you to stand. And a uh, couple more, a couple more, David, David Yeager, are you in the house? David Yeager is over here, and there's one more, I'm sorry? Hannah, Hannah Legler. Where's Hannah? Is Hannah here? She's not here today. Uh, Hannah's like 18, 19, 20. Yeah, like I said, she's 20. And she's… So these are our missions folks, our missions committee. God bless y'all. We appreciate y'all. And they're going to be helping us um, as we continue to not miss a beat and keep taking the gospel. I don't know what's hitting me, y'all, but something, something's going down on my stomach. So y'all just, uh, y'all pray, pray for me. My wife has the flu. She's sick as she can be. Hey, Ashley, you said you'd watch us on TV. Here we are on, on the internet. So um, a couple celebrating points. Uh, recently, a, a group from Maui, Hawaii came to me and said, would you come and help us in Maui? And I said, well, let me pray about it. Okay, I've prayed about it. <laughs> yes, we will be happy to come to Maui. True story. They set up an appointment with the director of missions in Maui, came to Austin, sat in my office, and I said, I have to ask you a question. Why are you asking us? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. He said, well, that's easy. We went to the director of missions for all of Austin Baptist, and we asked him, do you have a church? you know a church has a heart for missions that you think would partner with us and help us reach our country with the gospel and David Smith said you need to go to Great Hills you need to go to Great Hills Baptist Church So, I'm about to send a a team over there and and sweet uh, couple, he's the director of missions for Maui and she is his wife and they just have a passion for the Lord and and they said, well, what you need to do is you need to come on a vision trip. And I said, hey man, talk to me, talk, what is that? <laughs> and so uh, she said, no, seriously, you need to come and just pray and ask God to show you what He wants you guys to do in Maui as a church. And so I'm, like, I, I'm not going, I'm, I've asked uh, our missions committee chairperson, and I've asked our executive pastor and his wife and a couple others I think are going. And they're going to go this summer and and scout Maui and come back, and then they're going to take a big team. They need everything in Maui. Uh, I know it's a beautiful paradise, but they need churches built, they need construction, they need evangelism, they need worship service, they need anything, VBS. And so when we ask you to go, it's really cheap to be able to go to Maui. It's, It's amazing how cheap it is to be able to go because of this partnership that we're establishing. The same week, or the next week, had a group from Africa come to me set up an appointment with me, say, we're in Kenya, and we want you to come and to help us. I'm like, why, why are you asking us? They said, well, we've heard about y'all, heard about your church, and w- would you come to Africa? And so, um, Daniel, we're going to have to send some, another team to Africa and go to Kenya, and they want us to come. And so, I just, I just wanted to share some of these things with you church family. I, I want you to be encouraged as I'm encouraged. Some of the things that are happening. So anyhow, our missions ministry is very strong. Number three, how's our church doing financially? Well, I've shared the good news with you. Now let me share. No, I'm just kidding. This is this is not all bad news. In fact, there's a lot of good news I want to share with you. Um Do y'all have those worship envelopes? Daniel, do you have one close by? Would you bring it to me? Let me let me have it, please. I wanna I wanna do something. Dear friend of mine, 86 years young, he's getting married on Saturday, Felix, (laughs) Kathleen, and um, he asked me, he says, Brother Danny, you've got to communicate to the church as often as you can, the finances of the church. And Felix, you're right, I need to do that. And I want to do some of that right now. I want to talk to you just a little bit, amen. (laughs) Talk to you a little bit about our our finances and where we are. Some good news is our budget reserve is almost $700,000, which is really amazing, church, which is an awesome thing. Our our giving to budget continues to, to struggle. And if you would look on the back of your worship guides, every Sunday we put how many people we've had in church. We also put on there how many were in Connect Group classes and how much our offering was. When you look on the back of your worship guide, You'll notice that the the number there, last week, I think it was what, 58? Somebody help me. Okay, good. I think it was that donut, Kathy, that I ate. I think it was. Something's on me. Um, So it's 58. Every Sunday, if you don't see the number 60 on there, we need to be a little bit concerned. Okay. We need about $60,000 every week to keep things moving as a church. We're averaging about $53,000 a week. So as a result, there's going to be a large deficit already after the first quarter of the year. And that's kind of where we are as, as a church. We're, we're way behind. And, and that's some of the, the negative news. But let, let, me, let me talk to you about this right here. On these, these envelopes, we send these to you, by the way. If you join the church, we say, hello, welcome, and here's your giving envelope. And we ask that you give your tithes to the Lord, and uh, 10% of what you make, we ask you to give it to Great Hills Baptist Church, which enables us to turn these lights on, which enables us to basically have church. Speaking of tithing, I'm not going to mention his name unless he just gives me the permission, but I'm, I'm discipling a young man in our church right now who accepted the Lord a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And he came to me this week in our discipleship time, and he goes, Pastor, my wife and I, we started tithing, and I just reached out and gave him a fist pump, and I said, I said, man, that's awesome. Well, today he comes up to me, meets me in the hall, him and his, his sweet wife, and they're just beaming, talking about this large business deal that just went down, and it's just this awesome blessing that's come to them and their family. And I just started smiling. i was just thinking, you know, that's just the way God works. When we step out on faith and we tithe, God just, He just does big things like that. Our missions is the second category. We ask you to give above your tithes to missions, and I know that my family and I, this is what we do. We give our tithe, and then some, we give missions, we give an offering. That enables us to do what we're doing with our UUPG, it enables us to do everything related to our missions ministry. And and there's a genius in the way you guys do that at Great Hills. I wish I could take credit for that. I can't take credit for that. Y'all were doing that way before I came and that's we give a little bit extra to missions the third one is building vision and building vision is my baby if you will and last year we started this campaign to raise five million dollars in five years to help us pay off our our debt and to help us make some renovations and changes on our campus okay and let me just tell you kinda where we are with that the goal is to raise a million dollars a year for five years until 2020 we've raised In addition to our tithes and our missions, we've raised just at $875,000 since August. And that's pretty phenomenal if you think about it. And So we're grateful to God. We're we're doing well with that. And what we want to do is — well, you've been asking me, so I'm going to tell you, okay? So what do we want to do with that money? Uh, So here's what we're going to do. The first phase — and we're only going to pay cash for everything that we do, all right? We're not going to borrow any, any money. We're going to pay cash to do — and phase one is going to cost about $1.1 million. So we need about a couple hundred more thousand dollars to do the following. We're going to build this state-of-the-art coffee shop right out here where the library is. And it's going to be a great place for families and guests and people to come and fellowship. We're going to relocate the library over here, and we've budgeted some good monies to be able to do that. We're going to replace a lot of the flooring on our campus. If you'll notice out in the ministry mall, in the Great Hall, it, it, it needs, it needs some, some love and some help, so we're going to replace the flooring. Um, some of the other things we're going to do, we're going to work on our sanctuary, our worship center, with our audiovisual, with our PA system, and man, that's expensive, by the way, to be able to do all of that. It's about $1.1 million, and so we're close, and so hopefully we'll be able to, to raise those monies and do that. Um, hopefully, pretty pretty soon. How are we doing on this land thing? How, how's that coming along? Well, we are doing really good with that. Um, out here on the corner lot, the property, uh, Gray Star Corporation is working with our city even as we speak to get the, the proper zoning permits, and when that happens, they're going to be able to construct a beautiful, state-of-the-art apartment complex, high-end apartment complex out there on our, on our property. And as a result of that, what's going to happen, beginning in 2018, if all goes well, we'll begin to receive what I would call some residual income as a church from that property, okay? By 2020, if all goes well, I don't know if Fred Epright's here or not. Fred, are you, are you here? God bless you, brother. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Stay with us. Keep, keep negotiating. Keep, keep working it hard. If all goes well… By 2020, they're going to purchase that piece of land out there on the corner of Jollyville and for $4.5 million. And when that happens, at that time in 2020, we will owe $3 million. That'll be our total in debt at Great Hills, okay? Am I as clear as mud? Some of y'all are looking at me like, say what? Well, right now, we're paying $57,000 a month every month for our debt, okay? I don't know what your house payment is at your house but that's a big house payment and fifty seven thousand dollars is what we owe every month so if you look on the back of your worship guide one full week of giving we don't we don't even see we don't even get to use as a church does that make sense one full week of giving it goes to our debt alright so so we've got to do something we need to do something creative and so we believe God has given us this opportunity with this land so when we sell it It'll be $4.5 million. At that time, we will owe $3 million. Somebody help me with this good math. What will that leave us a surplus of? $1.5 million, and the church will be absolutely debt-free. That, that day is coming. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I hope it's coming. All right? Number four, are you thinking about changing the name of our church? I am. Uh, you say, well, where did you get such a wild-brained idea to change the name of Great Hills Baptist Church? Well, I got it from you. <laughs> a few years ago, our church was not on this property. We were located off 2222 South in Allendale Baptist under Pastor Chester's leadership and the vision that y'all had. Not only did you change the name of the church, you totally relocated the church to this place here off of Jollyville. And so, the staff meetings are really fun on Mondays. We all meet, and they're just like, Pastor, you're just slow. You, you need to hurry up and get with the program because this is something we need to do. And I, and I you know, I agree with them. It's just I want to make sure I do this the right way, and I want to move slowly through this name change. But I do believe this is something that, that we're going to do, that we need to do. And I, and I think if my friend and your friend, Pastor Chester, if Ronnie Floyd can do this, I think anybody can do He changed the name of the First Baptist Church of Springdale to the Cross Church. And I think that's a bold move. Now, he'd been there like 20 years. I've only been here like six years. So we changed the name, and y'all change me. I'll get the, I'll get the picture there. But I, I, think, I think we can do this. You say, well, what do you want to call this church? I want to call it the Radiant Church. That's what I'd like to call Great Hills to be the Radiant Church of Austin. Do y'all know how many people are in Austin right now? Anybody want to guess? How about 2.1 million people are in the greater Austin area? Six counties, 2.1 million people. And I tell you, they are coming by the droves. And what what I hope to do is everything we can in our power to reach as many people. Now, I love Baptists, and y'all know that I'm Baptist-born, Baptist-bred, and when I die, I will be Baptist-dead. I am as Baptist <laughs> as they come. To change the name does not mean I'm ashamed or embarrassed of our name. It just, I just know that Baptist has a very negative connotation with some people. I get that. I understand that. But it's not going to change us who we are whatsoever. Let, let me share something else with you that you need to know. Our, our, our church doesn't have a good name among many in the city because of bankruptcy, because of sexual immorality by pastors in the past. When people Google Great Hills Baptist Church, that comes up on the front page of any internet search that you do. And the only way to remove that is we either need to change the name of the church or we're going to have to spend multiplied thousands of dollars to move that off of the internet. You say, that's not a big deal. Yes, it is. It's a huge deal. It's a showstopper. For many people, they pull up that and they'll go, oh, that's the church that did that. I'm not going there. I'm not visiting. Of course, you and I know that's not us. That's not us at all. But you, you can't change perception in people's minds. It's, it's reality. Um, we're not going to do this tomorrow, and uh, I'm certainly not going to split the church to do it. But I really believe, led of the Lord, that this is this is something that we're going to really need to consider in changing the name to The Radiant Church. Are y'all going to plant a church in Austin? Thank you for asking. Yes, we are. Uh, we are committed to doing this. We're going to plant a church somewhere up in Leander, Liberty Hill, Cedar Park, it's going to be called The Radiant Church of that city. We're going to be The Radiant Church of Austin, that's going to be The Radiant Church of Leander, wherever. We already have a pastor to do that. It's Stuart. Stuart uh, Smithson is going to be the campus pastor. I'm going to be the preacher, at least in the, in the early stages. And I really believe, as other people have told me, that church is going to outgrow our church pretty fast. And I, I really think that's, that's going to happen, and that's going to be real exciting. But let me tell you something, that's going to take lots of work, it's going to take lots of money. And, uh, and I'm excited about it. I am so ready to do this. I did this when I was in Virginia, and uh, it, it took a while. I know I'm kind of slow, and, and the staff, again, they're like, come on, pastor, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. But when I get a piece from the Lord, and I believe God's leading me to do something, then that's when we do it. In that church we planted um, 10, 12 years ago out in Virginia, it runs about 2,000 people. It's got five campuses. And guess what happened to the mother church? The church that planted that church. That church, it, it just absolutely exploded in growth. It was almost like God was testing us. I remember the Sunday when I stood before our people and I said, we need — I need some of you to go and help me plan a church. And, and — I, and I made a bunch of people mad, but and, — and if I say this here, it'll make you mad too, but I, I have that gift. I said, if you are upset with our church, I'm not letting you go plant the church. You need to stay here and work things out with me because we only want people to go plant who are just passionate and excited. And so, we had 60 people go and plant the church, and again, it's running a couple thousand people today. And the mother church is running about 4,000, and I I hope we could see something like that happen here. I think it would be awesome. Number six, what is your next sermon series? What are you going to be preaching on? I'm thinking about Revelation. (laughs) Man, I'm kidding. Um, I'm so glad I did that. And it was, it was intense, but we're going to go to the book of Genesis, and I'm going to preach a series of messages starting on Sunday on the life of Joseph. And we're going to go about 20 sermons or so. And just study Old Testament, verse by verse, line up line. I'm excited about that. Number seven, will you train me to share my faith and make disciples? Thank you for asking me that. And the answer is yes. Um, I am going to share with you what I used to teach at, in our Southern Baptist seminaries. I'm going to take a group, however many want to do it, and I'm going to walk you through how to share your faith. And not only that, but I'm going to teach you how to disciple somebody. So that, And this is what I did, by the way, in in that country that I was in last week. For two days, I taught these pastors on how to make disciples. And so, we talk a lot about making disciples, but what does that mean? What is a disciple? How did Jesus make disciples? And so, so that's what we're going to, we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know when we're going to do it. Uh, we may do it during, during one of our Connect Group classes. We, we may do it on one night of the week. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm really excited about being your, your teacher and just teaching you what I used to teach in our seminaries and, and more than that, how to literally take someone and lead them in a discipleship process so that they go and then make more disciples. Is Great Hills Radiant Church, call it whatever, are we hosting the Southern Baptist Texas Convention Bible conference and annual meeting. And we are. We are. And this is a big deal. It's a big shenanigan going down. It's going to happen November 13, 14, and 15. The state is coming to Austin, and it's going to be, it's going to be wild. They're going to come from all over our great state, and I'm, I was just elected as the president last year of the Bible conference portion of it, so I've been working hard with our state leadership and with some of our own people on how we can get ready for for company, because we're going to have a big group of people coming for the Bible conference, and then they'll stay over for the actual meeting. Um, They let me choose the theme of the Bible conference, and I chose the theme of the Holy Spirit. And I've gotten some strange looks from that, from Baptists, because they think Baptist and Holy Spirit don't get along, but that's not true. Uh, Baptists are absolutely dependent on the Holy Spirit, and so we are going to have a, we're going to have Dr. Steve Gaines, he's going to come, he's going to preach. We're going to have my friend from Wales, who pastors in Georgia, he's going to come and preach for us. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal time, and it's November 13, 14, 15, and I'm going to need your help. We have an ad hoc committee that is working on getting get, uh, greeters, but if, you, if you're asked, please just say yes, I want to help be a great host. Our goal is to have that coffee shop done and ready and complete by the time all those people come to our campus. And to also have our new audio, visual, and our public address system up and going. Number nine, am I invited to your daughter's wedding? <laughs> Let me tell you, that's a big deal. You say, what's the big deal? That's a, listen. Put yourself in my shoes for just a minute, all right? We, we were going to do like, I guess everybody, and just Hannah was going to have a wedding. We we're going to invite a couple hundred people, and then we thought, exactly is what I thought. <laughs> Started crying, going, that, that can't, that can't — well, here, here's what we did. I put my family before my ministry, always have, always will. Jesus comes first, then Ashley and Hannah, and Brian and Layton, then then Great Hills and DFEA and other things I'm involved in. But I told Hannah, I said, "Listen, if you want to do a wedding, a venue wedding, then that's what we're going to do." And so we started shopping and looking, and man, those things are expensive. And she came back, and 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 it was it was a moment here in the sanctuary where, where one of the teenagers came up to her and said, "I can't wait to go to your wedding." And Layton's standing there thinking, you're not invited, you know. And, and we all just had a moment there saying, we, we can't do that. we got to invite everybody. And so we are. How am I going to pay for that? I have no idea how I'm going to pay for that. But I just know it's right. And you're invited, and we want to feed you. We're going to feed you crackers <laughs> and juice and water is what you're going to get. So you're invited to come. Amen. No, seriously, we're going to have a — it's going to be a big party, guys. We're going to — I'm going to marry them, and then we're going to go out into the Great Hall. There's going to be lots of food. We're just going to have a great time in the Lord, and we're going to be singing and praising God. I don't know if there's going to be any dancing or not, but we're just going to be — it's going to be fun. And so, you are invited. Only thing I ask you is when you get your invitation on Constant Contact, please say, I'm coming. Because if you don't just show up, it's not cool. Don't do that. We, I got to know how many to prepare for, okay? Y'all okay with that? Okay, good. Number 10. The date is July the 2nd. Um, I just want y'all to know I'm happy for him. Man, I'm not happy. Shoot. That's, that's hard. Man, we're tight. We're close. Jeffrey Samplasky's a great young man of God. He better be, all right? I tell you, he better be. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. He's planting a church down in San Antonio. I'm so proud of him, but that means when they get married, they leave you. You know that? And uh, you say, yeah, ain't that good? I don't, I don't ever think that way. I just think, It's bad. I I don't want her to leave me, but she's leaving and I'll get over it. Okay, number 10. God is on the move at Great Hills. How can I be a part? The way you're a part of it is during the invitation when we stand and ask people to come forward, you come forward counselor takes you, we sit down with you, we share with you what our church is about. We invite you to go to our, our new members class which is called the Church of Great Hills and then we, we welcome you to be a part of our church. You accept Christ as your Savior, you follow the Lord and believers' baptism and then you go to our class and we welcome you in and um, then we give you one of these we give you one of these envelopes and we ask you to give, to give your tithes to give your offerings to missions and then give your um, your offering to building vision um, you know I've, I've heard it said that if you can stay long enough at a church the church will eventually take on the the temperament, the personality of the pastor and I, and I believe that I hope If Jesus tarries, and if if I'm still here, I hope that the personality and the temperament that I get to leave behind is making disciples. The church is passionately committed to taking the gospel to our neighbors and then taking the gospel to the nations. A lot of times a mission-minded church gets beat up often by the church people who ask you, well, you're doing all that overseas, what are you doing in Austin? You would be amazed at what this church is doing in Austin. Our our LifeBridge ministry is, Nancy, are you here? God bless your soul, Nancy um, Gibbs, bless you, and I just don't have time. That's probably the most dynamic ministry we've got going on at Great Hills. The other thing that's going on is Jollyville Elementary School. Do y'all know about this? Y'all heard about Jollyville Elementary? What's going down there? Man, we are on that — I'm on that campus every week reading to third graders. It's the coolest thing. You say, really? Do you do it? I do. I go and read to third graders for an hour, and I bump into church member after church member, and and we feed the faculty. We love on the students. We're helping feed the students. We're doing the literacy reading programs. It's awesome. Uh, love where you live, the art of neighboring. Many of you are doing that. I tell you, we're doing far more here than what maybe you realize, and it's exciting. But that's what I want to be known as. I want to be known as a pastor that preaches God's word and mobilizes his people to make, to make disciples. Thank you all for bearing with me. Um, I apologize. I'm not feeling too, too hot. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pray, we'll have our invitation, and we're going to go to bed and watch the masters. Okay, so let's, let's pray. Would you join me? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Would you pause for just a minute with me and just pray? Would you pray and ask the Holy Spirit just to speak to your heart right now and give you patience, to give you long-suffering, to give you a kind and a gentle spirit? Let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us as a church big things and small that we would be a radiant church that takes the gospel literally around the world and in order for us to do that Great Hills, in order for us to do that we have to be vibrant we have to be healthy we have to be giving, we need to be growing we need all those things in order to accomplish a greater task maybe you're here today and with your head bowed and with your eyes closed and a lot of this you've heard, you liked and some of it you don't like, again I ask you to Just be patient and pray and ask the Lord. Ask the Lord what He thinks about this. If you're here today and you'd say, I want to be a part of this, I I want to be a part of a church that has the nations on her heart. Now, I want you to to come and be a part of us. And it's a very simple process. You, You stand up, you walk to the front, and somebody takes you by the hand and we walk you out of here and we sit down with you and pray with you and encourage you in your relationship with the Lord and the relationship with the body of Christ and we invite you to come church family I I do I just want to encourage you with this that 2016, 2017 they're going to be the critical years of our church they really will be Um, and I'm going to ask you I'm going to ask you to continue to give and to be sacrificial 2018 we'll start getting some help But until then, these will be pivotal, pivotal years for us. So let's all just, let's just be committed. Let's give as much as we can and go as much as we can, pray as much as we can. And let's watch God do a mighty work in us and through us. So Father, we thank You for today. Thank You, Lord, for this church that You have strategically placed here for such a time as this. Lord, I thank You for the vision and the passion of our forefathers and those that have gone before us, Lord, who had the, Lord, had the guts and the moxie to move, to change the name of the church, to do those things, Lord, that have certainly benefited and blessed us today. And we're grateful for that, and we stand upon their shoulders, God, and upon their prayers, and we thank You. And for us, Lord, may we be bold and courageous, and may we do everything within our power to take the gospel to as many people, Lord, as we can in this city, in our Jerusalem, and in our state of Texas, and in our nation, and eventually the world. Lord, would You raise up people, raise up warriors, and raise up men and, and women who are passionate for You, and who want to know You, God, and want to grow in You, and want to go deep in their relationship with You, and may we be that radiant church, God, that does those things. Lord, would you bless our invitation. May it be a sweet time. May it be a time of commitment and prayer. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? God bless you as you stand. And we'll sing a song of invitation. We invite you to come. Maybe come to the altar and pray. Maybe come take somebody by the hand and just encourage, be encouraged, and pray with that person. God bless you even now as as we pray and sing.